You're listening to the Indie Echo Podcast, a showcase of independent music and the artists that make it. I'm Jordan, producer at High Five Music. Cholly is a producer and singer from the UK. Her varied and experimental electronic music can be heard throughout her latest EP, Friday Night. My actual name's Chloe. Um, I call myself Cholly because people usually spell Chloe wrong. They spell it C-H-O-L-E instead of C-H-L-O-E quite often. And then friends started calling me Choli or Cholly as a joke. And then when I started making music, I just thought, I'll just use that. <laughs> and then I mean, now I can't imagine making music under any other name. <laughs> I was always into music, even as a really young child, because uh, my family quite musical. My dad was really good at playing the euphonium when he was younger. Now he makes bagpipes in his spare time and he plays the bagpipes, so he's pretty musical. Uh, pretty much everyone on my dad's side of the family is musical in some way. And then my mum always played piano. Yeah, when I was really young, she played piano quite a lot. And I always thought it was a really nice sounding instrument. I was watching Teletubbies when I was, I think, maybe five years old. <laughs> and I saw an episode where um, there was a girl playing the violin and she played Twinkle Twinkle on it. And then I was obsessed with it and I just really wanted to play violin. My parents said, we'll get you one in a year if you're still interested. And I managed to nag them for a whole year and then they got me one for my birthday. <laughs> um, but growing up, I always loved like listening to music, dancing and stuff like that. My dad would put on Supergrass, Blur, Oasis, The Jam, The Clash, uh, all sorts of stuff. And my mum really liked a band called The Cause. My dad sort of dominated the music that we listened to a lot in the house. So <laughs> it was mainly his music. And then my mum's music would slip in every now and again. And then when I was six, we moved to the US for a bit. And yeah, we would listen to Supergrass and Coldplay and stuff like that while we were on road trips. But I was quite a stressed out child, a stress head. So <laughs> uh, my mum got me Enya CDs and some classical music CDs. And as a, she really hoped I could find a way to calm down. So she would encourage me to listen to these calming CDs in my spare time. So I got to really, really, really like Enya. And then I moved to Scotland <laughs> when I was 10. And uh, everyone thought I was weird because <laughs> I wanted to listen to classical music and Enya. When did you start taking a liking to writing music? When I was a kid in Texas, me and my friends, we would write songs together and like sing them, but we didn't really know much about song structure or anything like that. When I was in college that I started actually messing about in garage band properly. And then it was 2012 that I made my first sort of proper song that was kind of finished from beginning to end. Though I had no idea what an EQ was or anything like that. So it was terribly mixed. <laughs> but for some reason, BBC Introducing in the West still played it, which was really nice. Really? <laughs> okay. Wow. Yeah. I started on GarageBand as well. And to the point where I kind of broke it 
like I started having too many tracks and I got really slow and it's like okay I need to put on my big boy pants and upgrade to something serious yeah and so I, I use Ableton now as well as you, you do right it was interesting um that you mentioned you got really into video because I got really into video as well and I did like film related stuff at college and university um but now I'm definitely leaning more towards music as well <laughs> The furthest EP I could find was What If. I didn't really completely know what I was doing when I put that together, but it was just that I'd sat sat on all this music for a really long time. So I thought I should put it somewhere that's not just SoundCloud. I went for ages not even knowing how to put music on Spotify or anything. So I just put it out there and I was really nervous and I was so nervous I didn't share it around or anything. I just put it on there and then, mm. yeah. <laughs> It, it was fun going back because like I know what your current sound is but going back and listen to your older stuff it's like there's some really beautiful stuff in there thank you you're sinking into the ground that's what they want you sinking into the certainly a more calmer side to Chali. And so this transition from the, the more atmospheric sounds and, and calmer atmosphere to what you do now, which is more aggressive, <laughs> how did that happen? I think it's just confidence. I wasn't very confident because I was still didn't feel like I knew anything about what I was doing. So, but I got more confident in my singing voice and I got more confident experimenting with sounds. I guess I just sort of snapped and I was like, you know, I don't care what other people think, so I'm just going to make the sounds that I want. And I want to have a special mention of Good Angel. Oh! That one's really, really cool. Thanks. Yeah, I was, I was really proud of that one. You've had, what, two EPs and this is your third one now, Friday night? Yes. Oh, I had to think about that. That's bad, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So where did Friday night come from? Obviously, there was the whole COVID lockdown thing. And I was just making lots of music. And then I thought, I'm going to try and make songs that are similar in mood, I guess, because that's something I struggle with. Is it? depends on what mood I'm in when I'm making music, how it comes out. So I, I realized sort of Friday nights were a good night to have the same sort of motivation and vibe. <laughs> so I, I thought I'm going to try and make a song every Friday night and then afterwards I'll like tweak them and stuff. And, um, so yeah, that's, that was pretty much the result of that. Now, when did you start Twitch streaming? I got my account in like 2014, but I was too scared to stream on it. <laughs> so I just didn't stream on it until um, 2020. 
think my first stream was in July, and then I started streaming regularly late August. It's just like a really fun way to develop ideas and sounds, and and also it, I get in the zone and it helps me like relax. <laughs> and I hear it especially on on Friday night the way uh, there's a lot of looping elements, which is the way you you make your tracks. It's interesting to hear. Like your methodology is like to take this seeming chaos of these long streams with a thousand ideas a minute and then bring them into a cohesive single album, whatever. And how do you balance that? Because I know there's a lot of, you know, ideas you have to throw away. Uh, usually at the end of a stream, I know exactly which bits I liked the most. Just I remember them. Okay. I go back through the stream just to make sure like I know where they are and then I can find them in the Ableton project and I cut out the sounds I like from that, put them into a new project and then develop it from from there. And in terms of the like songwriting, like the lyrical part of it, is that decided beforehand or is that also just kind of improv? I write lyrics just like all the time if I get ideas or whatever, but um, sometimes none of the lyrics I've written even fit what I'm doing and I make them during the song making process but yeah so it just depends it could be either or really in terms of the sonic quality of friday night like there is a consistent vibe and instrumentation in terms of these like whimsical arpeggios that you have all over the place for a lot of the arpeggios in friday night i didn't use an arpeggiator or anything i actually cut up a particular sound and pitched each individual note because I, I struggle with arpeggiators, so on stream I'll use arpeggiators, but when I'm making music, like just making a specific song, I like to chop up things individually and pitch them individually and stuff, which uh, I think some people are a bit like, why would you do that to yourself? <laughs> but it's faster for me because I get distracted by the arpeggiator, it starts doing things and I'm like, oh wait, no, that's not what I wanted. And then I'm like going through and it's just better for me to just cut them up and pitch them in the, the little editor in the bottom left. <laughs> you ever watch uh, like Dead Mouse or any of these guys with like actual big modular synths and things like that? And they're just like tweaking and tweaking and tweaking. I, I see a lot of people like on Instagram and stuff that use modular synths. And I think it's fascinating. And I do love the sound that comes out of them. But I'm also like, I've got no money, so I, I should not be getting into that. <laughs> yeah, for me, I, I think I think it's a little overkill. Like, part of the fun for them is that they have the money, they have the space to do it, so they do. Yeah, yeah. But in terms of you know getting good songs out, you don't need that. You really don't. Most of the sounds I make aren't even synths or anything. They're just like uh, some of the songs on. My EP were made out of like me pulling a gin cork out of a bottle and I liked the sound and then added distortion and saturation and, and stuff and there have been a few times when people have said, what synths did you use? And I was just like, it's my voice just going through. <laughs> and so you start the EP with favorite color. That's just like a, a simple sort of, but during the lockdown, everyone's using online instant messages and stuff like that to stay connected to each other and stuff. I notice things like you can react to people's messages on Messenger, for example, with emojis. 
you can put a heart, but you can change the color of the heart, and it, like it just has a nice gesture, like you can change it to their favorite color or something. And I just thought like little things like that stand out more when you can't see people in person. So that's where that came from. But it wasn't like enough for me to write a whole like proper length kind of song. So I thought it could be an intro. to procrastinate which is one of my favorites it's a really like punchy nice beat and deep sub on that that's like procrastinating an awkward conversation with somebody so like being sent a message that makes you uncomfortable and not knowing how to like deal with it so i made a song well and just left left them hanging <laughs> so that's sort of how i came up with that one but then I I was playing with sounds at the same time I just I don't know I started to realize it sounded a bit like an ice cream van the, the melody and then I was like I want to do something with this I guess it's because a lot of it is kind of a bit detuned so when ice cream vans and stuff like that are kind of they do sound a bit detuned uh, I, yeah i hear a lot of yeah. that on <laughs> friday night it's like uh ice cream van like carnival sounds yeah <laughs> so in refresh impress okay this one I'm, and i mean this as a compliment it sounds disorienting yeah <laughs> I picture like uh, someone in like a, a maze they can't get out of, and they're like looking all over the place, and they don't know what to do. So that's cool. And, and, and sonically, how did you create that atmosphere? Because it's, it's really cool. So the baseline is actually a recording of my little sister uh, humming. She was like going, it's just that, but obviously I've lowered pitch of that a lot, chopped it up so that it would
and like they don't know how you've been treated or whatever so like they think they're like the best <laughs> or whatever but they've been horrible to you and it's just like things like that can start to bother you so yeah the sort of disoriented kind of thing that you were picking up on was pretty how i wanted it to be really <laughs> go down to blue light which is another favorite of mine there's a lot of great melodies in there i wrote that one um in the lockdown again uh, and i was struggling to sleep a lot it, it was just getting to the point that i'd be so bored of trying to sleep that i would just lay in the, the on the living room sofa and go on the internet <laughs> i would talk to friends online like, I have friends in different time zones, and I was able to just talk to them because for them it was daytime. And it, but then it's, it gets to a point that you think maybe you should unplug and just let yourself chill out a bit. But it's hard because you want to talk to your friends and stuff. Yeah, so that's sort of where that was coming from. Day weekend it's a, another favorite of mine the lyrics are really fun that whimsical feeling from the uh the synths and the arps and the vocals themselves so just really bouncy and, and kind of like otherworldly at some points especially the the very end with the uh the famous verb explosion oh yeah that closes <laughs> the album yeah the whole thing is made of my voice basically and it's the same with procrastinate I actually used the same recording, the same recording of my voice in both songs because they're kind of connected. So, it's so procrastinates about like procrastinating and uncomfortable conversation. And three day weekend is like after the conversation when you know that you've done the right thing by communicating, but you also are worried that you've hurt somebody's feelings and you don't want to think about it, but you can't help it. So it's actually kind of depressing, but. <laughs> But it can be heard in two ways. But it's real and it happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> style so where do you draw your inspiration from musically i'm not really sure because i listen to quite a lot of music 
yeah so i find it really hard to just pinpoint one inspiration i've i've enjoyed stuff by um by grimes burial quartet bonobo uh posage septalisa lidmore yeah lots lots and lots um i really like just a lot of dance music and a lot i like a lot of drum and bass i like a lot of I like hyperpop quite a lot as well. Yeah, a lot of good, good names in there, and a lot of them are on the more experimental side of electronic music. The last sort of year or so, I've been listening to a lot of rival consoles as well. Okay. That's that's some yeah. really relaxing. He's from Leicester, I think. So many nice textures. Yeah. So many lovely like textures in his music, and I just find it so kind of nice to listen to. Was there a most difficult part of putting Friday Night together? Deciding when it was finished—that's <laughs> the bit I struggle with the most. I really, I struggle to let go of things and just say they're done. And it, and then I get really like anxious before release as well. I'm like, <laughs> uh, this is constant itch of you know, does it need more? It's, oh, you need to hold yourself back. At least I find that when you listen to your own song so many times, you want to keep it interesting for yourself. So you're like, does it need a new melody here? And you switch it up here, not realizing that everyone else hasn't heard it one time. Yeah, you know? yeah. And then the self doubt creeps in, saying, like, "What if it's actually rubbish?" <laughs> now you do live performances as well, is that right? Or yeah, okay. Yeah, it doesn't happen like that often, but I'm I'm trying to do more. Now, what does that look like setup wise? I get really overwhelmed by live performance because I'm very anxious on stage. So I try and just I just give myself one job. I sing. That's yeah. So I usually just sing with a backing track and quite often my partner Connor will join me and he'll play guitar, um, which like I, I quite like changing things up with live stuff because I think it's nice to collaborate with other people and they put their things in it's just nice so i kind of let him figure stuff out now are there any other genres or subgenres of like electronic music that you haven't explored that you would like to that's a difficult question for me because i'm really bad at genres <laughs> i'm sure there are um but like i wouldn't know the right words <laughs> first got into sort of trance drum and bass and happy hardcore when i was 14. i was really into those and then i got into more atmospheric stuff and darker stuff at uni like burial and stuff like that that sounds similar to my track too (laughs) i was a trance guy for a long time Uh, a little bit of happy hardcore just like the melodies are so infectious and 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 fun yeah yeah The BPM got slower over time, you know. <laughs> I still I still revisit Happy Hardcore occasionally when I really need a buzz. Mm. <laughs> but you can hear elements of it in a lot of hyperpop now and stuff too. Mm. The only thing's left is what's next for you? I'm hoping to collaborate with quite a few people this year because that's something I want to do a bit more because it's nice connecting with other musicians and producers and and it's good for me because <laughs> I'm not very good at I'm not very good at sharing, and I'm a bit like a control freak with my projects. And I'd like to learn to kind of let go. And <laughs> that's been a struggle with me too. Yeah, finding that balance between actual promoting but not being too annoying. 
I'm working on an album that's supposed to be released in autumn. Uh, the deadline for this is March, so <laughs> I'm mixing. Uh, well, Connor's helping me mix because I struggle to focus on mixing, um, and he's pretty good at just getting stuff done. So we've got this timetable, and he's mixing it, and I'm finishing the songs that I need to finish. <laughs> They're all there, they're just like, this is some bits need a beginning and an end. <laughs> Links to Charlie's music and everything else can be found in the show notes. Indie Echo is a product of High Five Music, a digital production studio that brings your bedroom demos to life. If you want your music produced, mixed, or remixed, visit the link on my Instagram, at High Five Music, and you can follow the show, at Indie Echo Podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you.